It's 6 p.m. and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, June 25th, 2021. Are you as ready for the weekend as I am? It's time for KVMR Evening News. I'm Kelly Reese. This Friday's California report begins with a look at the state's potentially historic move for public health coverage of undocumented older adults. Then, the moratorium preventing power shutoffs for customers who can't pay their utility bills has been extended through the end of September. And finally, the report closes with coverage of LA County Sheriff's Department and LAPD's differing approaches to the large homeless encampment on Venice Beach. We'll take a brief look at regional headlines and weather before Felton Pruitt speaks with Nevada City's new mayor, Dwayne Strausser. And Holly Grimaldi Flores provides us with a commentary to close out our Friday evening newscast. This is the California Report. I'm Lily Jamali. Advocates expect a historic move for California in the coming days. Public health coverage for undocumented older adults. That would be a huge step for the state, which is home to the largest population of undocumented immigrants in the nation. KQED's Farida Javala Romero reports. The state already offers full-scope Medi-Cal to undocumented children and young adults through age 25. But now, with a $75 billion budget surplus, the governor and legislative leaders are close to a deal to provide health coverage for older undocumented people. The sticking point is whether the coverage will be for immigrants age 50 and older or age 60 and older or somewhere in between. Either way, Luz Gallegos with TODEC, an immigrant justice organization in the Inland Empire and Coachella Valley, says it would be much-needed good news for thousands of vulnerable, undocumented Californians. And very emotional because at last, justice does prevail. Right now, we're in a historic moment. As Californians, how California continues to step up. Gallegos says many of those undocumented and uninsured have contributed to the state in essential jobs, like Laura in Riverside County, who doesn't want her last name used because of her immigration status. She worked picking crops in the fields for more than 20 years. Now, at age 76, Laura is losing her vision. And this last winter, she became seriously ill with COVID-19. She says she's still suffering from headaches and shortness of breath, but she's uninsured, so she hasn't seen a doctor. She doesn't have any money, she says, so finally getting low-cost or free medical care would be the best, she says. Opponents say there are better ways to spend the budget surplus, but advocates say it will mean better public health for all Californians. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. State regulators have extended a moratorium assuring that customers won't have their power shut off if they can't pay their utility bills. The moratorium from the California Public Utilities Commission was set to expire at the end of this month, but will now last through the end of September. The CPUC also approved a plan that requires utilities to automatically enroll customers falling behind on payments into a two-year debt relief program. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits. StanfordHealthCare.org slash AdaptingCare. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. 
on the web at theschmidt.org. Venice Beach has become the center of a political fight over homelessness in Los Angeles County. A large homeless encampment grew there during the pandemic, and now officials have differing opinions on how to get people off the streets. Spectrum News One reporter Kate Cagle has been following this story closely and spoke earlier with the California Report's Keith Mizuguchi. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva has made his presence felt in Venice, but not without controversy. Right. So Venice Beach is technically LAPD's jurisdiction and traditionally patrolled by LAPD. Now, the sheriff can go anywhere he wants in Los Angeles County, and he says that he's frustrated by a lack of regulating public space really all over Los Angeles County. He had a press conference. He said this is just the start. He's starting in Venice, but he's going to be getting involved in bringing law enforcement to encampments and really enforcing some of L.A.'s laws that people have complained that LAPD has had a hands-off approach. So what is the Sheriff's Department doing right now? So they've been bringing in dozens of deputies, but they're starting with outreach. So basically on the boardwalk, you've had these armed deputies walking along, introducing themselves to residents, business owners, people who are living in tents. They tell me that they're really trying to get the lay of the land in Venice, try to figure out who's interested in housing solutions and willing to move off the beach and who is what they classify as drifters or a more transient population that they say eventually they intend to tell it's time to pack up and move on. The sheriff has been highly critical of city officials for their inaction and says he wants the encampment cleared by July 4th. But one L.A. City Council member, Mike Bonin, who represents the Venice area, has his own opinion about the situation there. He doesn't think that police should be involved in the homeless crisis. He says it's criminalizing poverty. It further displaces people. It makes them distrust service providers when there is a law enforcement element included. So in the wake of the sheriff coming into his district, he is now releasing his own plan that he says will take six weeks to systematically go section by section and connect everyone who's living on the beach and on oceanfront walk with a permanent housing solution. He says his biggest fear with what the sheriff is doing is that it's just going to push people off the beach and into neighborhoods and into more residential areas of Venice. And finally, what about the people who have set up tents along Venice Beach, who are now seemingly stuck in the middle of this political battle? So far, what I've been hearing is that people feel like the deputies have been very kind. They've made a big show of saying that this is a humanitarian approach. They've brought free haircuts. The other week they brought pizza. Some of the homeless people I've talked to said that they are appreciative of what law enforcement is doing, but others have this sort of impending dread that this is just the first step, but eventually enforcement is coming, possibly involving arrests. Kate Cagle is a reporter with Spectrum News One in Los Angeles. Kate, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. And that is the California Report for this Friday, June 25th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin and Danny Bringer, with assistance from Seal Muller. Our producers are Mary Franklin Harvin and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. 
Our director of news is Vinnie Tong. Our executive editor is Ethan Tobin Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Lily Jamali. Have a great weekend. Stop and smell the roses and the azaleas, peonies, and rhododendrons. This Saturday, June 26, the Buena Vista Flower Farm is open. Sally and Leroy Hall have opened their private one-acre garden for visitors to tour from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Buena Vista Flower Farm is located off of Meadowview Drive. Tonight and tomorrow evening, the Miners Foundry hosts Comedy Night beginning at 6 p.m. There will be two shows a night with local comedians performing at 6 p.m. and then later on at 8.30 in the Osborne Woods Hall. Comedy Night at the Miners Foundry is co-produced by Trevor Wade and Michaela King of The Bunker, a Nevada County Stand-Up Comedy Coalition dedicated to bringing laughter and joy while hunkering down together in joyless times. Joy Phillips of Whimsicore, a video and entertainment production company based in Nevada County, also co-produces the event. If it's been a long week and you're in need of certain libations, Golden Era Lounge has live music from 7 to 9 p.m. this evening. Listen to the funk rock groove band, Magic Band, in Golden Era's outdoor patio space. And if you're unable to see this three-man group tonight at Golden Era, Magic Band is set to perform tomorrow, Saturday the 26th, at the 1849 Brewing Company. This Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., the Curious Forge Arts Center will offer a series of glassblowing classes. There will be options ranging from 20-minute taster sessions for those unfamiliar with the art form to more advanced intermediate classes. The taster sessions will allow the participant to experience firsthand how to add color to hot molten glass and manipulate the glass. Tonight, from 7 to 9, the Center for the Arts hosts Moonlight and Melodies, live from Music in the Mountains. This evening's cabaret seating in the newly renovated Center for the Arts will allow for an up-close and personal listening experience. This season's summer produce is at its peak. Tomorrow morning, Grass Valley and Nevada City both have their farmer's markets. Local vendors, craftspeople, and of course, tons of food. Nevada City's market takes place from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Union Street in downtown Nevada City. Grass Valley's Farmer's Market is at McKnight Crossing from 8 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Saturday, June 26th, the Center for the Arts presents local rock and roll blues band Aaron Ross and the Peach Leaves. Doors open at 7 p.m. for the 8 p.m. performance. The band embraces their native status, describing their sound as the heart of gold country rock. And they claim to have Rolling Stones vocal work. You hear that, Mick Jagger? The Crocker Art Museum continues their series Icons and Conversation with a virtual discussion this Sunday, June 17th at 3 p.m. Sunday's discussion will feature artist Alison Saar, whose work includes sculptures and prints that illuminate the lives and narratives of the African diaspora. You can register for Sunday's virtual event online. Gold Country Beer Runners encourage you to meet them tomorrow at 10 a.m. in the Three Forks parking lot for an easy 5K run through Nevada City, followed by cold libations. What are two things to highlight if you have a marvelous sound system? Film and music. The Center for the Arts will begin their Rock and Reels Movies That Celebrate Music series next week. Every second and fourth Wednesday, the Center will host screenings. Whether it's an old classic 
or new documentary, each film is united in their celebration of music. Wednesday, June 30th, will be the Aussie classic The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, starring Guy Pearce and Hugo Weaving. Showtimes are at 7pm and the series is scheduled through mid-September. And now for regional weather. The National Weather Service says they expect more isolated thunderstorms with little to light precipitation over the Sierra Nevada today. We warned you the more mild temperatures wouldn't stick around long. The warming trend begins today and will see us through the weekend. In Grass Valley in Nevada City, tonight, clear skies with a low around 71. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 99. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, clear skies with a low around 46. Tomorrow, sunny, a high near 88. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, clear skies with a low around 59. Tomorrow, sunny, with a high near 103. Up next, Felton Pruitt interviews Dwayne Strasser, the new mayor of Nevada City. The name might sound familiar, however. Dwayne has been mayor of the town before. The two cover everything from Nevada County's low vaccination rates to updates on certain guidelines for Nevada City, including a new ordinance for live music downtown. We're talking with Dwayne Strasser, who has been mayor of Nevada City a couple times, I think, in the past and at the uh, city council meeting, once again became mayor. Yeah, three is a charm, I'll tell you. And uh, three and out, put it that way. <laughs> now, it's a rotating deal, right, with the uh, city council members, and you serve for a year, am I correct? That is correct. At this point, it rotates equally based on who has the most experience and or who uh, garnered the most votes. And then Doug Fleming will be coming in as vice mayor for next year uh, behind me. So we'll be working together, and then he'll step in when I'm gone after 2022. You guys had a pretty eventful uh, meeting this last time. You talked about live music in Nevada City. What was the outcome? The outcome is I think we've come up with a win-win. We're trying not to let the bad practices of a couple of merchants with amplified music that step on the other merchants um, wreck it for the people, such as the Foundry Golden Era, that I think they're trying to do their best to do it right um, outdoors uh, and people. Uh, you know, it's kind of location in town, and you can't be on Commercial Street and blast your music and step on three other restaurants and the other merchants down commercial and expect not to have a say something. That's That's been the issue. So anyway, we compromised, and we came up with more of a decibel uh, noise level reading in the ordinance, which is really how it's been forever, but it really hasn't been applied or enforced much. ABC, you know, the alcohol state-level uh, tobacco they're the ones that come up and monitor the bars, for example. And in the past, they use a decibel reading. So it makes sense that it's consistent, it's fair, it's equitable to everybody. Um, it, it's a pretty cut and dry rule. It's not vague. You either follow it or you don't. Um, and then we're also doing our best as part of that to be flexible on the use of tents, especially on private property such as Three Forks. I think they already took theirs down, but they would have been allowed to keep theirs up. Golden Era has some tents out. Uh, Foundry will use some tents if it's hot and they're doing an outdoor show. But that's all tied together with the shows, with the music, with outdoor dining, the whole thing. So, Do you remember what the decibel level yeah, is? Yeah, I believe we, we have set it kind of at the consistent level with ABC, with the state, uh, which is 70 dB at 25 feet from the entrance. Um, so that way, if, if you're you know 50 feet away and it's 90, there's a problem. So to give you folks on the radio audience an idea, at the fairgrounds, when you're at a concert out there, it's 110. Yeah. So out here now, 70. Yeah, 70. And, and again, like I said, that's in the downtown historic corridor. Um, we don't really have any other issues in Seven Hills, but we would look at that at a case-by-case -case basis if 
Jernigans or SPD or somebody for some reason wanted to do a weekend event and put some music, then we would just deal with it individually and work with them. And I, again, I like to think we can work with people to make things work. How does that work for Pioneer Park? Pioneer Park is different. So this ordinance really is only pertaining to merchants such as restaurants, food uh, purveyors that have a permit to do this. So Pioneer Park is going to be a separate topic and we are getting tons of complaints from Pioneer Park right now from the residents that surround it. Noise going too late at night, uh, bands coming in that don't have permits that just kind of set up shop and just start jamming. And initially it was an issue last year because of obviously we didn't want the gatherings. But now as COVID is tapering a bit, um, we're not as worried about that. But we are going to have to look at Pioneer Park and either come up with more strict um, maybe hour guidelines and or worst case if people aren't going to be good partners and, and treat the community with respect and the residents with respect that live there then we're going to have to come up with a permitting process and you either pay for a permit like any other band already has to or venue has to to allow a band to come into their venue um, or you won't be able to play if you're abusing it. So what's the latest on COVID restrictions? So things are relaxing. Everything that we are doing is going by both the state and the CDC federal guidelines. That way we're consistent. Um, that way we're trying to stay in line with the county, with Grass Valley, so all of our communities are very uh, similar to each other. And you don't have one rule in one town and not across the street. You, know, you go three miles down to Grass Valley and suddenly it's different and you get in trouble. So really we uh, have removed the signs requiring masks as per CDC in the state. Again, with some limitations as far as uh, outdoor dining versus indoor uh, indoor, we're following the same guidelines that the state and CDC do. So hopefully uh, it's being very relaxed, but they're still trying not to have 500 people in a small building together, especially since we don't have a very good vaccination rate in Nevada County. One of the lowest in the state, if not the nation, as far as people that have actually gone through with their vaccinations. And that's unfortunate because we still have a spotlight on our you know, target on our back because of that fact. And there's not a whole lot any of us can do, but continue to encourage people to consider getting their vaccinations, which will then release dining, music, everything else even more so. Anything else that happened that uh, we should know about now that you're the new mayor? Uh, nothing critical except for we are looking at uh, stage three drought warning. Uh, so that's a big thing is people, COVID dominates and they forget about the other day-to-day -day practices such as fire safety. Um, so we're looking at uh, getting the residents to step up on their own, be proactive and clear their properties for fire protection. And then even more so watch their water usage and, and don't put us to the point that we have to enforce required mandated drought water use restrictions like we had mandates for COVID. Do it so, on your own. So you put out recommendations for water restrictions, but not mandatory. Yeah. So we're one step away from doing mandatory and we're hoping we don't get to that point. Just like NID or the state, we're trying to trust our people to do the right thing on their own. All right. We've been talking with Dwayne Strasser, the new mayor and a former mayor of Nevada City. Here we go. Have a great week. Take care. We close tonight with a commentary by Holly Grimaldi Flores. In tonight's piece, the author presents a thoughtful call to action to make the most of the one life we're given. What if you lived your life as if it was the only one you had? More often, people ask, what if you only had one day to live? How would you live it? I think of that often when I find myself bent over a keyboard, sitting at a desk for hours on end. If this was my last day, I think to myself, is this how I would choose to spend it? The lucky, or smartest, among us are fortunate to be able to answer that question in the affirmative often. Certainly, it would be easy to make different choices when given a mere 24 hours left to live. It would be easy to walk away from the job and embrace those who give us joy and take time to tie up loose ends or say what you have never had the nerve to say. In reality, no one really knows how much time they have left, and as far as we know, this is the one life we have to live.
The challenge is to find a way to live a full life while still taking care of the cost of living it. I have friends who are suffering from some fairly serious health issues. The likelihood of living a long life is slim. I would think the natural tendency would be to get out that bucket list or write one and then start crossing things off it. Would you be okay leaving without ever seeing the Grand Canyon or the Northern Lights? Is your dream to fish in Yellowstone or hike the Appalachian Trail? Will life not be complete until your passport is so full you need extra pages? Have you always wanted to learn salsa, sing on stage, sell a painting? Are you planning to write the next great novel? Have you always dreamed of driving across the country, visiting each of the national parks or every ballpark in the nation? Or do you simply wish to spend more time with those you love, loving them? Are you waiting for a magical day to begin? What's stopping you? It is so easy to get caught in the day-to-day grind that weeks and months pass without being one step closer to fulfilling those dreams. Do you need someone to tell you your time on earth is running out? Without a doubt, it is. You may have another 50 years. You may have only a few. Either way, time is limited. I asked a friend who was given a not-so-great medical diagnosis why they didn't just drop everything and go to Europe as I knew they hoped to do. The answer was simple reality. There were financial limitations and a spouse to consider who would be left behind. It wouldn't be fair to sink the family into debt and then leave them holding the bag, now would it? Dream crusher, reality can be such a drag. It is true there are some practical issues to deal with, but waiting until your doctor tells you it's time to get your affairs in order is not the push you want before acting on your desires. I have some lofty goals in the arena of fun and games. It is about choices. I'd like to have it all, and I understand it is possible, but just not all at once, and not all right now. So I'm learning to save and to make plans. I'm prioritizing the most important and subcategorizing by the most feasible. I say yes as often as possible to social invitations, yes to concerts, yes to boat rides, yes to dinner out, yes to road trips, yes, yes, yes. Planning helps me feel like I'm not wasting another precious day doing what is necessary instead of doing what I want to do. Retirement is nowhere in sight. I do look forward to that time, but I refuse to wait for it in order to live. Besides, how often do we hear about people who have saved their entire lives for their retirement only to drop dead within the year? I know some will never understand it. Others attribute it to my fear of missing out. I confess, I am afraid. Life is short and getting shorter all the time. I encourage you, go, be, do, spend time near water, visit friends and family, make amends, tell those you love that you love them, and be with them whenever possible. Live this life like it's the only one you have. The result will be amazing. The views expressed on this show are those of the speakers only and are not necessarily those of KVMR, our board, staff, volunteers, or contributors. That's our newscast for tonight, Friday, June 25th, 2021. We get support from Pioneer Solar, locally owned in Nevada City with over 20 years of experience, offering residential and commercial consulting and installation. Reminding listeners, solar power is renewable energy, a personal asset and an investment. Pioneer.Solar. And Green Acres Nursery and Supply. 
local, family-owned garden center with seven locations, including Green Acres Nursery and Supply at Isley's Auburn, offering products for every outdoor space from plants to pottery, also irrigation supplies. IDigGreenAcres.com Stay tuned to KVMR for the California Report Magazine at 6.30. This evening's edition celebrates Pride Month by revisiting and updating a 2019 story. Tonight's report looks back at the early days of the queer rights movement and explores the impact of that activism on young people today. Then, at 7, we have Democracy Now! with host Amy Goodman. Thanks for listening. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.